Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Good morning. Hollywood ending. The L.A. Rams storm back late against the Bengals to win Super Bowl 56. A nail-biting finish, giving the city of Los Angeles its first NFL title in four decades. We've got all the highlights. And the inspiring captain of the Rams, 40-year-old Andrew Whitworth, will celebrate with us live this morning. War footing. The White House now signaling a Russian invasion of Ukraine could happen in a matter of days. President Biden holding urgent talks over the weekend with both Vladimir Putin and Ukraine's president. And Americans are urged to leave the country. This morning, Richard Engel joins us live from the front lines. Breaking overnight, ready to roll. Police clear the final protesters from the Ambassador Bridge reopening the busiest trade route between the U.S. and Canada. But is the truckers' movement now headed to the U.S.? We'll have the very latest. And overnight, the figure skating scandal heats up. The controversial ruling allowing a Russian star to compete despite testing positive for a performance-enhancing drug. Craig's got complete coverage straight ahead from Beijing. All that plus legend loss tributes pouring in for Ivan Reitman will remember the influential filmmaker behind Ghostbusters, Animal House, and a string of other beloved Hollywood comedies. Today, Monday, February 14th, 2022. From NBC News, this is a special edition of Today, the Winter Olympics with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Oh, I love it when he says that. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to today. It's Monday morning after the Super Bowl, late night for a lot of folks, but worth it. Who's bleary-eyed? All right, we're kicking things off, guys. It was Super Bowl 56. The Rams crowned NFL champs, beating the Bengals in the last minutes. 23 to 20. It was in front of the hometown crowd. Well, the game was incredible. So was that halftime show. Dr. Dre, Snoop, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, and Mary J. Blige. Come on. The hip hop spectacular. Wow, the SoFi Stadium crowd and the tens of millions watching around the world. Yes, yeah, speaking of around the world, we got some big Olympic wins to report for Team USA overnight, including that gold and silver in the debut of women's mono bob. That after American Erin uh, Jackson became the first black woman to win an Olympic medal in speed skating history. Last night was extra special for Rams captain and offensive lineman Andrew Whitworth after a remarkable 16 seasons in the NFL. He won his very first Super Bowl ring, and if that's not impressive enough, Andrew also recently captured the league's highest individual honor. He was named the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year. He's a man of service. Andrew joins us now. Andrew, I mean, I don't know if we can describe what your face looked like on that field with the confetti dropping <laughs> and the reality hitting that you finally got your first Super Bowl ring. Can you try to put it into words what it felt like? It's been a pretty special four days, I'll say that. It's uh, one of those things, there's so many things to, to thank and so many people that are part of our journey. Um, you know what, it's just unbelievable to have this moment and there's so many people you wanted to win it for. It's really cool to enjoy that moment and to be able to look at your family and your friends and all the people in the organization that have put their heart and souls into it and just embrace each other. 
Well, you know, they say after Tom Brady retired, you're one of the oldest guys in the NFL, but boy, you showed them. And you're playing against the Bengals, your own team, mm -hmm. your old, your former team. Mm -hmm. How did that feel? Did that add a little extra emotion, not that you needed it? <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it's, it's a place that for 11 years I served as a captain and, and gave my heart and soul to that team and that community, and, and they mean the world to me. But at the end of the day, you know, we went our separate ways, and there was a little doubt about whether I'd continue my career and get the opportunity to continue and not only continue, but to play them in the Super Bowl and win. Uh, you know what, I'd be lying if I didn't say it was a, it was a pretty sweet moment. It was uh, pretty special and, and something I just hope people take from it. You know what, believe in yourself, bet on yourself, and always believe that you can achieve what you want. It was so cool, man. I know, you, I know your people in Monroe, Louisiana, your LSU fans where you went to college were cheering for you, but I think the biggest cheers came from your, your kids, your wife that were all in the stands. But we got a kick out of seeing one of your daughters. This was a great shot. She was actually kind of reading a book in the middle of this whole situation. Um, it got a lot of laughs from the crowd. Uh, what'd you think of that? Oh, it's special. She, you know, she's the fourth one, and and you know what, the hardest one. That's that's her. I mean, she she just she's so cool. She's just her in every moment, mm -hmm. and that's what makes her special. And and you know what, it it uh, it's that fourth one that's just the strongest, the toughest, and uh, who she is the most out of all of them. Mm -hmm. And that's why we love her so much. Well, Andrew, the Super Bowl may not have been your best performance mm -hmm. this week. Mm -hmm. As mentioned, you received this prestigious NFL honor for your service off the field. Your speech brought the room mm -hmm. to tears. I want to play a portion of it where you talked about a conversation you had with Derek Barnes who uh, now plays for the Detroit Lions um, and let me just play a little bit of the speech you're not gonna remember me I'm Derek Barnes you spent time with me when you were a young player in Cincinnati at the Boys and Girls Club and it meant the world to me you used to sit with me and talk to me about life and I was just a little kid I want you to know how much it meant to me I said, man, he goes, you know what? The main thing I want to say with, I made it. I made it to the NFL, big wit. I mean, <laughs> what, can, what can be said, Andrew? Why have you made this service, this uh, philanthropy that you do off the field, such a big part of your career? Well, I just think the biggest thing in life is anytime you can make things about more than just yourself and, and meet people where they are and find a way that you can put a smile on a face or make a difference to somebody in their life, uh, there's no greater victory in the world to me than that. And so, you know, Derek's just another part of that. Him and I share a special relationship. He actually posted a picture of him when he was really little and we were out playing in the grass, playing some football together. and. Uh, you know what, we'll always have a bond for life and, and uh, you know, it's always a humbling experience. We never know when those opportunities present themselves, but always making sure you're available when people need you and, that, and that's the key. And I think just being there, being open to making life more than just about you is, is a special opportunity and a special way to live life. Andrew, is this, do you th is this the end of your NFL career or do you think you're in for one more? You know, I don't know. I, I think that uh, it's one of those things I'll sit down with Sean McVay and, and we'll decide. But, you know, what a special way to go out. I mean, these four days of, of having the opportunity to win Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year and then win a Super Bowl. Uh, I don't know how I could ever repeat these, <laughs> these four days and, and have a more special moment in my life. But uh, I couldn't have more gratitude to the league and to my experience and honestly to my teammates and all the people that are involved. Uh, it's just so 
special when moments like this happen, and, and I couldn't be more grateful for it. Well, Andrew, you've, you've given more than you yeah. got, yeah. and that's saying something. Andrew, thank you so much. Congratulations. Oh. Yeah, thank you all. I, I appreciate it. It's meant the world to me. Wow. Actually, his other big accomplishment was waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning <laughs> yeah. in Los Angeles after the Super Bowl. Well done, uh, Andrew. <laughs> all right, we're going to have all things Super Bowl That's coming right. out throughout the morning. Thank you, Andrew. Take a little nap. Thank you so much. Um, we're Thank you all. Uh, all right, good night. We're going to turn to new developments now in the Ukraine crisis with U.S. officials warning Russia could invade within days. President Biden spent his weekend working the phones, talking to both Russian President Vladimir Putin and Ukraine's president. This, while the State Department ordered most embassy staff to leave Ukraine. NBC's chief foreign correspondent Richard Engel joins us with the latest. Richard, good morning. Good morning, Savannah. About a dozen countries now have urged their citizens to leave this country. Vladimir Putin is keeping the world guessing. Uh, this weekend, President Biden spoke with the Russian president, and then President Biden briefed the Ukrainian president and told him that should Russia invade, the United States would respond swiftly and decisively in concert with U.S. allies. But so far, diplomacy is not producing any breakthroughs. Armed and capable of redrawing the map of Europe, Russia continues to build up troops and weapons along Ukraine's borders, surrounding the country Russia considers a part of its homeland. U.S. officials say Russia has well over 100,000 troops near Ukraine's borders and that they could invade in the coming days, including during the Winter Olympics. Russia denies it will invade Ukraine and calls vocal concerns from Washington and NATO allies war-mongering hysteria. Ukraine's President Zelensky again said this weekend he doesn't expect a Russian attack. Ukraine has called for an urgent meeting with Russia within 48 hours, asking Moscow to explain what all those troops are doing on its borders. But some communities are taking matters into their own hands. Just across from Russia, in the city of Mariupol, some Ukrainians are preparing. Basic training for the whole family learning first aid to treat gunshot and shrapnel wounds, and weapons training on a 7.62 caliber AK-47 is Valentina Konstantinovskaya. The 79-year-old is a retired accountant and a great-grandmother. You're about my mother's age, and I can't picture my mother laying down on the concrete learning how to fire an assault rifle. Do you think you would actually be doing this? Yes, if Putin comes, I should be able to shoot. The threat is very serious, she says, and I think every person in our country should be able to shoot from the window or on the street if the enemy comes. Down the firing line, no ammunition, just learning to point, shoot and work the safety. Polina Karova is a university senior studying foreign languages. How are you both feeling right now? Uh, it's for me, I'm scared a little, that's why I'm here, but still I hope that uh, nothing will happen. Today it is Germany, Germany's attempt at diplomacy with the German Chancellor meeting with the Ukrainian president uh, in Kiev today and then flying to Moscow to meet with Vladimir Putin tomorrow.
Savannah. All right, Richard Engel in Ukraine for us. Thank you, Richard. We're going to have a lot more on that skating controversy, too, in our next half hour. We're going to talk about its impact on Team USA skaters. We'll have Scott Hamilton with us to talk about that. And remember, you can watch live Olympic coverage starting at 8 p.m. right here on NBC. All right, let's get our first check of the weather. We say good morning to Al. How about that snow over the weekend? That was yeah, wild. That stuff yeah. came in through and then moved on through and boom, gone. But we've got another system, a coast-to-coaster, that's going to come into the west today. It'll bring in snow and rain into the, into the northwest. Breezy conditions with up to 50-mile-per-hour winds tomorrow. Spotty showers across southern California. Pockets of heavy snow in the northern Rockies. And then by Wednesday, a risk for severe weather in the southern plains with this system. Snow and a wintry mix up to the north from Chicago just to the south of Des Moines. We're looking also for a risk of severe weather today. 11 million people, I should say Wednesday, 11 million people. Wind gusts of 60 miles per hour, damaging hail and tornadoes possible. Texas on into Arkansas. Heavy rain through Wednesday, stretching some south of Chicago all the way down into parts of northern Texas. Coming up in the next half hour, those roller coaster temperatures continue. Is it a quiz? No. Oh, no quiz. Sorry. tomorrow. Yeah. I won't. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Guys, coming up, which commercials are you going to remember most from Super Bowl 56? From the star studded to the silly and the sopranos, we'll round up the best of the bunch. <laughs> Plus, if it was stars you were watching for, how about our halftime show? It was loaded with music legends, all of the highlights and the unforgettable moments. But first, this is today on NBC. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed back now 7 30 it's a monday morning it is valentine's day the 14th of february 2022 it's a cold one outside so uh gold stars to everybody who's out there we are going to head out too in a little bit and say hello thank you for coming to visit us on valentine's day absolutely mm-hmm. let's get a check of the 7 30 headlines and breaking overnight the busiest border crossing between the u.s and canada has reopened this morning protest against vaccine mandates shut it down for almost a week police in windsor ontario arrested at least a dozen people as they work to clear those roads around the Ambassador Bridge. That crossing leads to Detroit, Michigan. It carries about 25% of all trade between our two countries. And last week, the Department of Homeland Security in this country warned that truck convoys may be in the works here in the U.S. Breaking news from overseas this morning, Camilla, the Duchess of Cornwall, has tested positive for COVID-19. The news coming in a statement from Clarence House a few minutes ago. She said she is said to be self-isolating. Her husband, Prince Charles, tested positive for COVID for a second time. That was last week. Officials say both Charles and Camilla are fully vaccinated. And some sad news from Hollywood this morning. Producer, director Ivan Reitman, perhaps best known for the 1984 hit comedy Ghostbusters, 
has died. He first found success producing the John Belushi classic Animal House. His other credits include Meatballs, Twins, Kindergarten Cop. In a statement, his family says, we take comfort that his work as a filmmaker brought laughter and happiness to countless others around the world. Ivan Reitman was 75 mm. years old. Al, I know you were a big mm. fan. I heard mm -hmm. you playing the Ghostbusters yeah. I was in honor of, of him this morning. In a tribute, I got, we got to interview him and the entire cast for the 30th anniversary mm. back in 2014. And just a, a terrific guy, a philanthropist and a, a great family guy, and obviously a filmmaker who's, whose legacy is going to live on in these movies. Absolutely. Yeah, really amazing. Thank you. All right, Let's go back now to a major headline from the Winter Olympics overnight. Yeah, 15-year-old Russian figure skater Kamila Valieva, the favorite to win gold, has been cleared to skate despite testing positive for a banned substance. We're going to talk about that decision with Scott Hamilton. But first, NBC's Stephanie Gosk joins us now with details. Hey, Steph, good morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning. The Court of Arbitration for Sport held a hearing that went on for six hours, well past midnight here in China, ultimately deciding that Camila Valieva should skate. But late today, the IOC said this case is not over. And while it is being evaluated, there won't be any medal ceremonies that could include Valieva, casting a shadow over this week's competition. This morning, it's official. Camila Valieva's Olympic journey will continue. The Court of Arbitration for Sport decided the 15-year-old Russian skating star can compete in the women's event, and she's the gold medal favorite. In a statement released overnight, the panel saying in part, because of her age, she's considered a protected person under the World Anti-Doping Code, and the ban might cause her irreparable harm. The panel noting that the test results took weeks to be reported and left Valieva with little time to respond. The Olympic Games had already begun. The late notification is extremely unfortunate as it affects not only the athlete, but also the organizers of the Olympic Winter Games. The United States Olympic Committee says it's disappointed in the decision, adding athletes have the right to know they are competing on a level playing field. Unfortunately, today that right is being denied. Two former Olympians and NBC figure skating analyst Tara Lipinski and Johnny Weir agree. This is a slap in the face to the Olympic Games, to our sport, and to every athlete that's ever competed at the Olympics clean. For me, I think it will leave a permanent scar on figure skating. The decision, a win for Russia, whose athletes are unable to compete under their country's flag because of a state-funded doping scandal dating back to the Sochi Olympics. The Russian Olympic Committee tweeted in support of Valieva after the ruling. Valieva tested positive for the heart medication trimetazidine. Some experts say the banned substance may increase stamina. But the IOC says the sample was taken on Christmas Day at the Russian Figure Skating Championships and processed by a Swedish lab approved by the World Anti-Doping Agency. It's unclear why it took six weeks for the positive result to be reported. Since then, the Russian Olympic Committee says Valjevas had two clean tests, including one here at the Olympics. But the ROC's gold medal in the team event was put into jeopardy, as was her own chance to compete in the individual competition. With today's ruling, Valjevo will get her chance to skate for gold. The IOC says if Valjevo moves on to the free skate, they will add another athlete to the list, suggesting they're concerned they may have to disqualify the 15-year-old at some point down the road. This doping drama, sadly, is not over. Guys, All right, Steph, thank you. Let's bring in Scott Hamilton, figure skating analyst for Olympic Ice and Peacock and the 1984 gold medalist. Um, Tara and Johnny called this um, a slap in the face, a permanent scar. I mean, what do you think about the decision to let her skate? 
Well, there's so many legal, ethical, moral, you know, this is this whole thing has been about as clear as mud. You know, it's just a mess. She's a 15 year old athlete. Uh, 16 is kind of where the cutoff is from the way I understand it. But, you know, Russia has been under this cloud of doping for so long. And now you have a positive test. And I mean, all you have to do is go back to Tokyo and Alex Wilson, the Swiss athlete that went through almost the exact same process. And he was denied the opportunity to perform. So, you know, it's just it's a mess. It's a total unbelievable mess. And it just it, no one will make a decision. I honestly think and sadly, I, I have very compassion. I have a huge level of compassion for her because I don't think she consciously would do anything like this at 15 years old. Um, but I do think that, you know, you have to take a hard stance on this. And if you want the you know, Olympics to be clean, you you have to remove her from the competition. It's sad because I think she's brilliant. I want to see her skate and I want to see her succeed, but not under these conditions at all. And I don't I honestly don't really understand then their decision to, on the one hand, let her skate, mm -hmm. but on the other hand, say, but we're not going to award any medals because maybe this is not on the up and up and we're going to have to just I mean, does that make any sense at all? No. <laughs> it's just a mess. I mean, you have all these different committees, all these different fiefdoms, all these different um, hierarchies that all have, you know, they want to have a say in all of this. And and I think, you know, ultimately they want to side with the athlete. And I think whatever she said in the hearing obviously touched their hearts and they have compassion. And ultimately we're human beings and we have compassion. But, uh, you know, if, if this is going to be a situation where now you have a tainted athlete competing and for a gold medal and not only the individual event, but the team event as well, that's already been decided. Now you're getting into a situation where precedent is set mm -hmm. and who's going to be responsible and how are they going to be able to do this in the future if you're allowing athletes that tested positive under their rules to continue on in the game. So it is an absolute mess. I, I feel badly for you know, everyone involved, you know, I feel bad for Team USA and the team event because obviously it affects them. And then you look into the individual event and, you know, the, mm -hmm. is this an asterisk games? Mm -hmm. Is this going to be, well, you know, she did and then and this happened. It's just mm -hmm. they need to make a decision yeah. and they need to make yeah. it now. And they just seem to be like running into each other. It's yeah. a clown show. Yeah, right. clown, clown show. show. That's the legal term. <laughs> okay. Agreed. Totally agreed. Thank, um, thank you, Scott. Thank you, All right. You can see more of him. <laughs> show on uh, Olympic Ice <laughs> streaming at 10 a.m. Eastern on Peacock. Up next, inside the minds of Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost and the other unexpected places this year's Super Bowl ads took us. We're going to highlight the ones that people are still talking about right after this. We're back 742 with the game within the big game. Of course, we're talking about the Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, so which ad scored the biggest with viewers and which ones missed the mark? USA Today's Lorenzo Reyes is here to reveal the scorecards from its annual ad meter competition <laughs> voted on by viewers. Lorenzo, mm -hmm. I love this. Yeah. Everything is scored in the Super Bowl, even <laughs> the commercials. Absolutely. And, and these companies are spending $6.5 million for 30 seconds. For 30 seconds. For real? So if you got a minute ad, you're paying, what was it? 13 million? Yeah. I mean, All right. Okay. Let's break it down. Okay. So we're going to go from three to number one in terms of the most popular. Number three was one we've played here. It was a Doritos commercial. What made that one sell? So this year, the teasers were huge. And the teasers almost became just as important as the ads ah, themselves. Yeah. And the thing is, you got to give uh, Doritos and Cheetos credit because 
in their teasers, they basically let out that Megan Thee Stallion and Charlie Puth were going to be a part of it. Yeah. So when the USA Today ad meter panelists were going to vote, they knew right away that right. these, even though you mm -hmm. couldn't see them, they were going to be a yeah, part of it. Yeah, that was smart, because here you have these famous people. Yeah. If you didn't know who it was, right. I ate a lot of Doritos yesterday, commercial not <laughs> relevant to that, but I did eat a lot of Doritos. Okay, number two, this was Amazon's Mind Reader ad. This one was my favorite, <laughs> yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah, Because, I mean, we, we so often we see celebrities as almost mm -hmm. unapproachable or whatever, yeah. and this really just humanized them. We saw this glimpse into their personal life, and um, the jokes landed. Actually, Colin brought in some of his writers uh, to collaborate oh. with Amazon. That's why, to me, this all was, it felt like an SNL skit, honestly. All right, let's go to number one. The number one rated commercial, according to you guys, was a rocket mortgage commercial with Anna Kendrick. I mean, it's good, it's funny, yeah. but also, like, sometimes these ads, you don't, where you're like, what are you what selling? Like, we this know. had messaging yeah, that, right that landed. Yeah, I mean, how, how could you not hear a character like Better Offer Betty and yeah. not laugh? <laughs> yeah. um, this is actually a great run for rocket mortgage. They now become the first brand since 2014, 2015 to win USA Today Ad Meter in consecutive years. Mm. But you just take the star power of Anna Kendrick mm -hmm. and this iconic brand in Barbie, you get this childlike approach mm -hmm. to a very adult problem yeah. with this competitive real estate market. It was just, it, it, it resonated really well. There were a lot of great ads. I'm sorry, I love that Larry David ad. He was selling, what was it, Me Bitcoin too. or what? Yeah, I, I love that <laughs> too. And I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of yeah. Kirby Enthusiasm, so yeah. of course I was going to love it. But I don't think you have to be a fan of the show uh, just to enjoy it because... He, he acted so well, it was just universally funny. You know the one with the QR code that was just <laughs> bouncing for 60 yeah. seconds? How much did they pay for the bouncing We have QR it estimated code? at like $13 million. $13 million. Well, you clicked on I it. I clicked it. Well, so if it was a 30-second ad, I wouldn't have. But after a minute of watching it, I had to do it. Apparently, it crashed their, their website. Yeah, they, they, yeah. They, they posted a blog post because it, just, it was trending on social. That was it? Yeah, yeah. Imagine 60 seconds of they that. They said they got more than 20 million views in less than a minute, <laughs> which oh. is yeah. good. I mean, that's if you want yeah. brand recognition, that's yeah. good. But yeah. this one actually ranked last oh. in our USA Today ad meter. Well, yeah. I think because okay. it was just a missed opportunity. Yeah. You, Fans don't just want to like click well, on a well, QR code. Well, I did. Yeah. Okay, Lorenzo. Then there's <laughs> Thank me. You, Lorenzo, Thank you, Lorenzo. That was fun. Lorenzo. By the way, you can catch the full commercial breakdown with USA Today's Ad Meter live show later today. You go to today.com and get more information on All that. All right. Let's go over to Mr. Roku. who has got a check of the weather. Hey, I Al. like that NFL commercial where the video game comes to life. Yes. And wrecks the house. And of course, Deborah said, "Who's going to clean that up?" Anyway, <laughs> uh, Valentine's Day in sweet Idaho. Maybe a little snow, uh, uh, 45 degrees, and some showers. Romeo. Colorado, sunshine, 45. Romance, Missouri, sunny skies, 58 degrees. Lovely PA, 23 degrees and partly cloudy. Honeyville, New York, 12 degrees. And Kissimmee, Florida, 65 degrees and partly sunny skies. And that's your latest weather, guys. All right, Al, thank you. Uh, still ahead, a dominating performance for Team USA in the Winter Olympics. Very first mono bob event. We got gold, we got silver, the dynamic duo behind those medals. They'll join us live. But first, these messages. Here, Good morning, guys. Proof that we may have just witnessed the most star-studded Super Bowl ever.